0: radio network And now chewing the fat with Jeff Fisher. Researchers at Yale induced cardiac arrest in some pigs, taking precautions of course, to avoid causing the animals any suffering. The pigs were dead for an hour. and then their hearts began to beat again. Cells that had been dead were revived and began healing themselves. The mind-blowing results were detailed in a new paper that dropped yesterday in Nature, I can't wait to get my copy in the mail, which uh, was going to force us to reconsider how we define the line between life and death. These pigs were in no way conscious, but according to Yale neuroscientist Nanad Sestan, uh, we restored some functions of cells across multiple vital organs that should have been dead without our interventions. Wow. So uh, they used uh, a cocktail of nutrients, uh, nerve blockers, anti-inflammatory meds, and other drugs. They mixed a the solution called Organ X, O-R-G-A-N-E-X with the pig's blood and pumped it back through their bodies. That's when some of those organs started to wake up from their slumber. So we're almost there. They claim, look, it's, it's a, we've got a ways to go before we can, you know, worry about doing this to humans. But uh, that's, that's big news. Big, big news. I mean, if you suffer a heart attack or a stroke, hello. Uh, we just... Uh, pump your blood out of you mix in the uh you know the special cocktail of nerve blockers anti-inflammatory meds and other drugs and then pump it back in you (laughs) organ x is gonna bring you back to life nice maybe welcome welcome to chewing the fat So the big news, uh, breaking as we record Chewing the Fat today, a judge finds Brittany Griner guilty of deliberately smuggling cannabis into Russia. Now, Brittany begged for mercy, says the country is her second home, and they wanted to get uh, like nine and a half years for her. She pled guilty to drug offenses in July, and uh, she asked the judge for mercy. It was an honest mistake. I hope your ruling doesn't end my life. Wow. I mean, then we get the news. She was found obviously guilty and sentenced to nine years. Nine years. She listened uh, with uh, a blank expression on her face. She had no kidding. I mean, I don't know what kind of expression people expected her to have. Uh, Judge Anna Sutnikova uh, also, find her one million rubles, about sixteen thousand seven hundred dollar fine. No, I mean big deal for Britney, but. Uh, you know, she gets nine years in prison. It was nice though, because the time that she spent in prison, you know, will count toward her nine years. So that was nice of him there. Of course, our president uh, denounced the verdict and the sentence as unacceptable. I call on Russia to release her immediately so she can be with her wife, loved ones, friends and teammates, adding that he would continue to work to bring Griner and Paul Whelan, an American imprisoned in Russia on espionage. Confe- uh, conviction home. So we'll see if that actually uh, plays out. But Brittany Griner uh, found guilty and sentenced to nine years in Russian prison. Oof. I mean, the fine, big deal. But nine years? Holy cow. I mean, she'll be 40 when she gets out. She's 31 now. I mean, if she does the entire nine years. So her career is pretty much over, although she will have a huge, you know, broadcasting career and the love of, you know, the WNBA from now until the end of time. So whenever she gets out, I mean, she'll still have a, a huge career here in the United States, but nine years, man, nine years in a Russian prison for some pot. Oof. I mean, you you broke the law, I know, and you've been there. You claimed that it was a mistake. You claimed that you grew to love Russia the whole time that you've been going there, I think for six or seven years now, and she's been playing basketball there, and she apologized to her teammates and all the friends and fans that she had in the country and the love of the country she had now, and, you know, so she knew the law. And so, you know, we could make the case that, uh, you know, she didn't. Uh, It was just, you know, it was planted on her because of the Soviet Union and our belief in that, but it certainly isn't what she said. So, you know, you kind of have to go with what she said because she admitted to it and apologized for it. But nine years (laughs) in a Russian gulag doesn't sound like fun. I don't necessarily wish that on anyone. And as long as we're hanging out in court, Uh, yesterday we talked about uh, Paul Pelosi, uh, Nancy Pelosi's hubby, who was going to be arraigned. He was arraigned. He didn't show up. Just his attorney or attorneys uh, showed up in court. And he pleaded not guilty to two counts of driving under the influence two months after his arrest in Napa County, California. He's 82 now. I mean, it's just going to be a cash beyond parole. Let's just be done with it. It seems like this is ongoing. I know that... uh, Oh, it's not in this story. It's not John Doe anymore. Uh, the Jeep was driven by Jesus Lopez or Jesus Lopez. Uh, Wow. Paul Pelosi hit Jesus. That's never good. (laughs) Uh, I just want to go out on a limb there. You know, you shouldn't hit Jesus. Just saying. So Jesus Lopez, uh, 48. Uh, he was, and he was fine after the accident, except a couple of days later. Oh, my neck, my back, my ankle, my butt, my arm. <laughs> so you have to pay for some medical treatments for Jesus. Yeah. Uh, Jesus wants a little cash from you. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. I'm sure he's just going to get fined and move on. Let's We'll be on parole and we could just move on with our lives. Okay. All right. Good. All right. Let's just stick in the courtroom. Uh, Alex Jones is on trial uh, and he is uh, having, I mean, it does not look good for Alex. I mean, he realizes on the stand uh, that his attorneys messed up uh, and mistakenly disclosed Sandy Hook text messages, which he said didn't exist. And he finally admits the shooting wasn't a hoax. Uh, wow. This is a $150 million defamation trial. Really incredible. And I know, you know, he filed for bankruptcy for his main company, Free Speech Systems. And uh, email and messages sent by Jones have now revealed that uh, he was making $800,000 a day in 2018. Wow. Uh, that's pretty good. Alex was uh, making a little bit of cash. But then he got into a little scuffle with the judge. <laughs> the judge was like, hey, whatever you got in your mouth, spit it out. And Alex was like, hey, it's not gum. What are you talking about? I'm not eating anything. <laughs> and the judge was not amused. It was really funny. I mean, I'm sure it wasn't funny for the judge, but it was funny for me. It was his attorney here. I go. Because you're not allowed food or gum of any kind in the program. <laughs> I, I, I had my tooth pulled. Uh, week and a half ago
1: and it's I, have, I had some gauze in there earlier, and it's it's causing you know, have some pain. So you're chewing on your gauze? Would you like me to show you? Show and you? Know, he opens
0: up his mouth, leans
1: forward. I, I was massaging. Hold my mouth with my tongue. I, can't, I, can't. I don't want to see right. the inside of your mouth. Well, on, you, you don't go. Hold. Sit down. <laughs>
0: uh, sit down then we're back into the trial uh, so she is not abused that is awesome Judge Maya Guerra Gamble uh, was not amused with uh, Alex telling her it's not food, it's not gum uh, I had a tooth pulled was massaging the hole in my mouth <laughs> things are not going good for Alex man holy cow and he realizes on the stand that his lawyers accidentally sent private texts to the opposition wow uh that's not good (laughs) that is not good and so you know because he claimed they didn't exist so that's uh you know it's not is it perjury i guess because uh you know he's uh, yeah, it is perjury because he's lying on the stand. But uh, he didn't think that his attorneys had, uh, had sent those text messages to the opposition. That's not a good move. Maybe you ought to get some new attorneys, Alex. You know, I know you're in the middle of massaging that hole in your, in your mouth. But uh, maybe you ought to look at massaging a new attorney. Just saying. I mean... You've got it here. There's a couple minutes of testimony of Alex on the stand where he's getting questioned by uh, Mark Bankston, the uh, prosecutor, the prosecution, and uh, going up against uh, Alex. And he believes that he's got Alex uh, in a corner. Now Alex doesn't know that he had all these texts, but he covers it up pretty good. I will say he covers it up pretty good. But the judge. <laughs> <laughs> the judges I don't think the judge likes Alex. Uh just I'm just going out of the lamp and saying I don't think the judge really likes Alex that much. Mr.
1: Jones, you know how an iPhone works, right? You've had an this is Bankston. for several years now. Yeah. Yeah. What does it mean if the messages are in blue? Whose I messages don't... are those? Whose phone is this taken from? I don't know This phone's taken from.
0: I mean, I just, I turned the phone over and said, take the stuff off. Can I have you, you go. at the very
1: bottom, below the very bottom left corner? Is that your phone number? Yes, Yeah. So you did get my text messages. And I said you didn't. Nice trick. <laughs> <It's just> not <laughs> not <laughs> yes, Mr. Jones. Oh. Indeed. You didn't give this text message to me. You don't, you don't know where this came from. Do you know where I got this? No. No. Mr. Jones, did you know that 12 days ago, 12 days ago, your attorneys messed up and sent me an entire digital copy of your entire cell phone with every text message you've sent for the past two years, and when informed, did not take any steps to identify it as privileged or protect it in any way. That seems kind of dumb two there. Two days ago, it fell free and clear into my possession, and that is how I know you lied to me you said you didn't have text message about Sandy Hook. Did you know that? I See, I told you the truth. This is your Perry Mason moment. I gave them my phone and Mr. then... Mr. Jones, you need to answer the question. No, did
0: I, you know I, this I, happened? No, I didn't know this happened, but I mean I told you. I gave them the phone. The
1: and answer you, you said in your deposition you searched your phone. Okay. You said you pulled down the text did the search function for Sandy Hook. That's what you said, Mr. Jones, correct? Okay. And I had
0: several, several different phones with this number, but I did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why you got it. You got the phone. No, that's not what happened. My lawyer sent it to you, but I'm hiding it.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the judge not happy just, about that.
1: Just answer questions. There's no question. Mr. Bankson also only ask questions.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So, uh, I kind of on Alex's side here, uh, because they asked for the cell phone. I mean, I don't know that maybe he was uh, attempting to hide the text messages, but if, you know, he said, I searched this, I didn't come up with anything, but here's the phone. So there you searched and there was text messages in there. There you go. Take, have a nice day. So I'm kind of on Alex's side here. And I'm also, I mean, as attorney, what are you doing? And then the judge uh, reprimands him for what he said during his testimony. So, I mean, Alex is, there. he's going down for this. And it's sad that he's going down for this. I know he's not a, you know, I I get the, he's Alex Jones. I got it. But, I mean, is it? All right. I just, I I won't get into the Sandy Hook free speech thing. Uh, But I just, this is the trial. And that's what we're talking about. And the judge reprimands Alex here.
1: You may not say. To this jury that you complied with discovery,
0: but he did. That right? is
1: not true. You may not say it again. You may not tell this jury that you are bankrupt. That is also not true. You may have filed for bankruptcy. I don't know that, but I've heard that. It doesn't put. That doesn't make a person or a company bankrupt. You're already under oath to tell the truth. You've already violated that oath twice today in just those two examples. It seems absurd to instruct you again that you must tell the truth while you testify, yet here I am. You must tell the truth while you testify. This is not your show. <laughs> you need to slow down and not take what you see as opportunities to further the message you're wanting to further. Well that's and what is supposed to do in court? Only answer the specific and exact question you have been asked. That's what's the the comments about discovery, the comments about the larynx, or whatever it was, the comments about bankruptcy, none of those were responsive to questions. They were just you abusing my tolerance and making a size to the jury improperly, and in these two cases, untruthfully.
0: Wow. Well, Do you understand okay. what
1: I have said? Yes or no? Do you understand what I have said? Yes, I believe what I said was true. So I don't- Yes, you believe everything you say is true, but it isn't. Your beliefs do not make something true. That is that is what we're doing here.
0: Yeah, it is exactly what we're doing here. And it doesn't make something true, but it does I mean we have free speech in America. Don't we? Don't we? Don't answer that. Let's go to the break room. I need something (laughs) cold to drink desperately. (sighs) Incredible. Well, we know that uh, Stranger Things is uh, the fifth and final season is going to be. It's going to happen. They have started writing the, uh, the, the writer's room. Uh, they've officially started on the fifth and final season of Stranger Things on Netflix. So they, they captioned their tweet day one. Yay. So enjoy Stranger Things while you can, because the fifth and final season is coming. Also, we got a release date on Joker 2 with uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, I was, you know, it was... Uh, you know, it wasn't really a done deal, I guess, that he was gonna do it, but they say that it's gonna be October 4th, 2024. Five years after the first film was released. Now, Joaquin has not done another uh, you know, the same part twice, so this is the first time for him. According to this, he's only gonna get paid twenty million dollars for this, so he must have uh some back-end money on that, cause twenty million. <laughs> I spit it $20 million for that part. He's putting in a lot of work. A <laughs> Joker character he's created, man, is a lot of work. And uh, for, I mean, it's, uh, you know, granted, $20 I uh, you know, for me is, uh, you know, a lot of money, I understand. But for him, no. No, it is not. Sorry. So I guess this uh, this Joker is supposed to be... A musical? I don't believe it. Uh, Lady Gaga is expected to play uh, Clown Prince of Crime's co-conspirator Harley Quinn. Uh, okay, because uh, Joker was supposed to be a standalone film, but of co- I mean it was just too big, right? I mean a billion dollars globally. Uh, he got an Oscar, <laughs> so I mean he almost had to do it, right? They almost had to play part two, but it's going to be a musical. Uh, Okay, all right, we'll we'll see. Now they announced this release date uh, right after they said they weren't gonna do, release Batgirl, right? Boy, that sent, uh, we talked about that yesterday. Everybody's all wound up about not releasing uh, Batgirl. I have a. I was thinking about this, and I was talking to my son about this, and he was saying that Batgirl was supposed to be uh, released just to streaming. It wasn't supposed to go to the theaters, and it's so rare that they would put it on the shelf. So, and they claimed that it wasn't because it was, uh, you know, it was terrible. It was a money issue. They spent ninety million bucks on this thing, and just to set ninety million on the shelf seems a little rare. Maybe they do that. They're doing this to create some talk about it, create some, uh, create some energy around the movie, and then they can release it and release it in theaters and not just to streaming, which is what they seem to be wanting to do these days. Uh, because they want to, they feel like they're, you know, getting more money, uh, in the back end by releasing it to the theaters. We'll see. Uh, you know, we'll see. I, I don't know. Um, the it cost Joker one with well, you know, I mean they got eleven Academy Award nominations for Joker one uh you know it was fun it was a fun movie to watch I mean you know obviously difficult to get through but it was you know a fun ride cost sixty two point five million to produce woof I mean that's a <laughs> that's a low budget uh, compared to Batgirl with ninety million on the sh- and then put it on the shelf. And plus, they're saying that uh, Joaquin is only getting twenty million for two. I find that hard to believe. I find that hard to believe. Twenty million to play Joker in the number two. Eh, I feel like uh, I feel like they're going to pay Joaquin a little bit more than that. Sad news for Tinder too. Uh, the uh, <laughs> uh, the CEO uh, has uh, has left. Uh, he swiped left. Uh, Renate Nyberg, he just, just got there, uh, less than a year ago, right? He said, nah, I'm out of here. Uh, I'm not doing to do it anymore. He was supposed to, uh, you know, they had disappointing earnings and he was supposed to adapt some new technology like virtual currencies and metaverse based dating, that's a good idea, actually. I don't know why that's not paying off. Anyway, uh, he's gone. Have a nice day. Uh, take care. Uh, Match Group CEO Bernard Kim expressed frustration with Tinder's current performance, noting the popular dating app has been able to realize has not been able to realize its typical monetization success over the past few quarters, and is failing to meet the company's original expectations for revenue growth for the latter half of 2022. Okay, I mean, they're chalking up the troubles to execution, a disappointing execution on several optimizations and new product initiatives, but added that Tinder's product execution and velocity could still be improved. So they're reorganizing everything at Tinder, I and mean, most in particular, the head guy. Uh, have a nice day. Take care. <laughs> Good luck. God bless. I love the metaverse dating idea though with Tinder, Tinder meta, uh, meta, Tinder, however you want to call it. That's awesome. I mean, I still want to do a, I'd love to do a, a show, uh, in the metaverse. That's I'm going to try to see if we can make that actually happen. I don't know if it's going to cost any money. I see the story with that podcast guests are paying up to $50,000 to appear on popular shows. Critics call it payola. Listeners deserve better disclosure of promotional ties. I'll tell you what. <laughs> if you want to come on Chewing the Fat and pay me $50,000, you're on. <laughs> I will talk to you for as long as you want to talk. So you just come on. Pay me the 50000 and you're on. We'll talk about whatever you want to hawk. I don't care who you are. And if you need me to say... Uh, this interview was paid for. Sure, I'll tell you it was paid for. No problem. I mean, the payola thing is silly, right? If you, you if people are getting paid all the time, that's what they're on the stupid shows for to hawk their books. And you know, I get a guest, you get to promote your product. So if you're going to pay me more money on top of that, uh, you're on, my friend. You are on. Welcome to chewing the. <laughs> welcome to chewing the fat. Uh, in fact, you know what, we can sit down, we can negotiate that. Uh, you know, I'm willing to take less than 50,000 for you to appear on the show. I mean, all right. I, I should probably shouldn't say that up front. It's a bad negotiating tactic. So you know what? No, uh, it's 50,000 or nothing. Who died today? Who died today? Uh, U.S. Congresswoman Representative uh, Jackie Owalorski uh, killed in a car crash in Elkhart County. I mean, I saw the footage of the um, them towing the cars away. Just horrific. Uh, apparently, uh, they were driving along uh, Indiana 19. Now, they were heading north on Indiana 19, just south of Wakarusa and uh, a vehicle that uh, crossed the line and uh, for reasons they don't know uh, collided with another sport utility vehicle going south. And so uh, Congresswoman uh, and uh, another per- two other people were killed in this crash uh, in the car with her, plus the driver of the other car was killed. So uh, really sad. And, uh, if you've known, I mean, if you've had anyone in your life that has lost their life in a vehicle, in a car accident, you know, I mean, obviously when anyone dies, it's sad, but it's also, I mean, just to see the wreckage and know that someone you loved and cared about, um, you know, died in that crash is just horrific. And that's, I mean, my mom used to say, you know, you're always just a second away. You've got to be alert. You're always just a second away. (laughs) Okay, thanks, Mom. I appreciate it. (laughs) Uh, I'll remember that. Okay. Also, uh, who died today? Uh, The First Lady. I know, no, not Jill Biden. Stop it. Don't look at me like that. The TV show from Showtime, uh, dead at one year of age. Uh, The First Lady, the Showtime series uh, that had uh, Michelle Obama and, uh, it had, uh, Oh, what's her face? Viola Davis was Michelle Obama. Michelle Pfeiffer was, uh, what's her face? And Gillian Anderson was also what's her face in the first lady. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Uh, Eleanor Roosevelt was uh, played by Gillian Anderson uh, Betty Ford played by Michelle Pfeiffer and Michelle Obama was played by Viola Davis. And it was so good that, uh, do after one year showtime was like, yeah, no, uh, you guys are done. Have a nice day. Thanks for coming along. Thanks for playing. But, uh, they were, they didn't like the way Viola Davis played Michelle Obama, and uh, Viola was nervous about that too. She had she had tweeted about uh, saying there's a lot of fear uh, that I messed up my portrayal. I'm mostly terrified about what she will think. Yeah, my friend Michelle. I don't want to insult her and have her calling me. I got to make the sister look good. I just hope that it lands with her. Eee, I don't think it did. It certainly didn't land with Showtime viewers. I'll tell you that. Sorry, Viola. Uh, sorry to disappoint you, but it didn't land. With the Showtime viewers. So the First Lady. The Showtime series. Dead. At one year. Of age. Uh, Speaking of the Obamas though. uh, Today is uh, Barack's birthday. uh, August 4th. (laughs) uh, 2022. He was born in 1961. Happy birthday. Barack Obama. We, We sure do. Wish you a. Happy birthday. (laughs) Oh, man, I I hope you and Michelle and the family are just partying up on your birthday because that's just... Happy birthday. Happy birthday. And just a side note, uh, Barack Obama is younger now than his vice president at the time, Joe Biden, was when Obama was first inaugurated. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Biden who is uh, 78 years of age now uh, or was 78 at his own inauguration is the oldest person to become president so anyway happy birthday Barack happy birthday what is happening in the United Kingdom what is going on I mean I I can see it happening here I guess maybe but uh, apparently, uh, the, uh, ambulance services have asked staff to volunteer to work in their spare time. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. Sure. You know what? I got nothing better to do. Why don't I just go, I don't know, save some people while I've got some time off. I got nothing better to do. Paramedics are saying, ah, they're trying to bolster a poor response times. And it's uh, the staff who came up with the voluntary plan, and it will save lives, I I guess. Uh, Paramedics have been asked to treat patients for free in their spare time amid the NHS ambulance crisis. Oh, okay. Uh, I guess uh, they'll see they want the medics to rush to the scene of the most seriously ill 999 calls in their local area. And the ambulance staff are saying Nah, this is, uh, this is a nail in the coffin The final nail in the coffin For staff morale It's a desperate attempt To bolster abysmal response times And unions are saying Hey, our staff is already stretched so thin Now you want to have us start doing extra work for free That's not the answer <laughs> I mean, the paramedics came up with it themselves It was an idea I mean, the wait times Wait times are at record levels. I mean, people are waiting hours before being picked up. Heart attack and stroke patients. Hours. I mean, that's that's death, really. Uh, I mean, that's life or death. I mean, if I, I mean, I, I had a heart event, and uh, had I had to wait hours for help from uh, the EMS, I would not be here. I, I really believe that, you know, I mean, obviously they, you know, did surgery when I got to the hospital, but I feel like I went down for the count again, uh, on the way to the hospital. So I feel like those guys actually did save my life. Uh, also with the doctor, of course, in the emergency room. But, uh, if you're waiting, uh, you know, if you're at home and you're waiting for hours for the EMS to show up, <laughs> that's an issue. And so they've been, people have been dealing with that Wow. So I guess they're saying that uh, they have they have in the United Kingdom something called community first responders, but those are members of the public, and that's and you know, that's not a bad idea. Maybe they're trained or have some special training, but they're saying here that the, the volunteer staff would uh, at least have to hold a ranking of an associate ambulance practitioner. Yeah, if you don't if you're not an associate ambulance practitioner we don't even want to talk to you, okay and you're going to be equipped with the same medical gear as first responders so not only do you get to work for free, you get to haul all your gear around too That's <laughs> nice of them That's nice of them, I'll tell you that I'll be tell you, you'll be happy they're there if you're having a heart attack and uh, one of the paramedics off duty shows up To save your life, that's uh, that would be good news for you. I don't know what's happening, uh, you know, but they're saying now that uh, they're all working twelve, you know, twelve to thirteen hour shifts. Besides the long waits to get into the hospital and get people, you end up working thirteen to fifteen hours a day anyway. So you know, by the time you're done. You're you're only getting. I mean, what? There's there's only. I know some days we reported are going by faster. You know, by those milliseconds. But there's only 24 hours in a day. So if you're putting in 15, the you know the other hours are downtime and sleep time. <laughs> I got news for you. You're not ready to get up and uh, go save some people's lives. That's a tough gig. <laughs> Wow. There are three stages. So uh, 9 and 10 of Category 3 calls. So let's see. Meanwhile, it took took 10 minutes to 15 seconds on average to respond to a Category 1 call in June. Okay. So, I mean, okay. So that's not too bad. It's not great, obviously, but it's not too bad. 56 minutes and 48 seconds on average to respond to a Category 2 call. Burns, epilepsy, heart attacks, and strokes. Okay, well, now we' to see what we're, we're counting a heart attack. Hey, he's got a heart attack? Yeah, we'll try to get there in about an hour, okay? Sorry. <laughs> okay? Uh, it doesn't seem right. And uh, then they have the, uh, the category three calls, which include late stages of labor. Yeah, you're going to have your kid on your own get over it. Non-severe burns and diabetes are supposed to be seen within two hours but 9 in 10 patients were forced to wait 6 hours and 57 minutes. (laughs) I mean, they break it down to 6 hours, 57 minutes, and 53 seconds for the medics to show up. So that's not good. Uh, You could quote me on that. That is not good. Two or three things before, uh, two or three more things that you need to know before we get out of here today. Uh, thank you for listening to Chewing the Fat. I appreciate it. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffyJFR, Facebook and Instagram is Jeff Fisher Radio. You can email the show Chewing the Fat at TheBlaze.com. Send anything uh, you'd like there. Uh, I appreciate it. You also could follow me on my YouTube channel, uh, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. And if you have uh, cameo. Uh, I'm up on Cameo, too. Those links are all available in my bios of my social media accounts. I see where the uh, NFL has appealed the six-game suspension for quarterback Deshaun Watson of the Cleveland Browns, seeking a tougher penalty under the league's personal conduct policy. Uh, Really weird. Uh, I thought they were going to go with the judge, uh, Sue L. Robinson's ruling, um, because the reason they went with the judge is because they didn't want... Uh, the deal was, is that, uh, they figured that, uh, Roger Goodell would not be the all seeing, all knowing guru. Uh, you know, he'd brush off some of that on the judge. And so the judge decided and Rod <laughs> Goodell was like, Hey, you know what? Uh, that's not good enough for me. Uh, so we'll see what happens. I mean, uh, this is the year that Deshaun and then now I guess Deshaun can fight this, and appeal back, and then he could end up playing this year, which really doesn't make any sense because part of the deal that he got with Cleveland was all this guaranteed money, like 230 some odd million. dollars. But this first year, thinking that he probably was going to be suspended, is only worth like a million bucks. So he wants to miss this year. You want Deshaun to miss this year, or he does, because uh, it's the least amount of money. So that he can, if he whatever he misses this year is nothing, and then he comes back and he plays, and that's when he starts making the big bucks kick in, and that's when the big bucks kick in. So we'll see uh, what happens. Goodell's also, you know, he's mad at his owners for you know conspiring against the other owners with Brady. He's pissed about that. So he's, he's got a number of things on his plate. He's got the Commanders uh, issue to deal with. And he's got, you know, the number one league in the in the world. So, you know, I mean, teams are worth more than they've ever been worth. Billions, billions of dollars. The Dallas Cowboys are the number one team in the world worth seven, over $7 billion now. Uh, incredible. So, uh, you know, I mean, there's a lot of teams. Speaking of that, I mean, there's a lot of teams. I was I was just looking at the Fortune 500 top 10. <laughs> I was going to break down, you know, Fortune just released their, you know, global 500, but, uh, obviously it's the Fortune 500, but, uh, they have the top 10 and you have Walmart, duh, Amazon, duh, uh, state grid, which is China, uh, number three, China National Petroleum, number four, Sinopec, uh, number five, wow, three, four, five, China, number six, Saudi Aramco, uh, number seven, Apple, uh, number eight, Volkswagen, Germany, uh, number nine, China state construction engineering, and uh, number 10, CVS health. Wow. One, two, three, four of the top 10 as in China. One, two, three, four of the top 10 is the United States. Uh, we need to pick up the pace. We cannot be tied with China. We should have another one in there. Okay. All right, let's move on. <laughs> Speaking of the top 10. Uh, Amazon, I see where Jeff Bezos, my man, uh, his unfinished mega yacht, remember they were going to try to take down a bridge in Rotterdam and the residents were pissed and they wanted to, you know, pelt it with eggs. I said, originally I said, you know, come on now, just take down the bridge. What's the big deal? And if people are going to start throwing eggs at the ship, I mean, set it up, cover it up and, you know, put some water cannons on the, on the yacht and just, you know, fire the water, can fire the cannons at the people that are throwing eggs as you're going past. That'll stop them real fast. Anyway, uh, the 1,417-foot, uh, three-masted yacht uh, goes by the name of Y721. uh was relocated from the Oceana shipyard in uh, Albacerdam to Greenport, which is 24 miles away. Uh, you know, but they did it at night. <laughs> and it happened fast uh it took about uh took less than three hours for the ship to travel southwest along the canal uh and they so they did it fast they did it at night they wanted to get it down there and they wanted to go another way <laughs> so we're that we didn't travel through rotterdam city center and underneath the have and uh, you know that would have saved a lot more time. We didn't put up the masts, and we just moved it uh, under the under the cover of darkness. But we were talking about <laughs> the worth of sports teams. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys, number one team in the world, seven point six four billion dollars. New York Yankees, number two, seven point one billion. New York Knicks, six point one two billion. Uh, Barcelona. billion. Real Madrid, 4.75 billion. Golden State Warriors, 4.7 billion. Los Angeles Lakers, 4.6 billion. New England Patriots, 4.4 billion. New York Giants, 4.3 billion. Uh, Bayern Munich, 4.21 billion. Manchester United, 4.2 billion. Wow, Manchester United uh, in 11th place, and they were number one for a long time, uh, you know, in the early 2000s. And uh, that, that they're owned by the Glaziers, who own the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are not in the top 15, by the way. Uh, Liverpool, uh, $4.1 billion. Uh Los Angeles Rams, $4 billion. Manchester City, $4 billion. San Francisco 49ers, $3.8 billion. So you've got uh, one, two, three, four five of the top uh, five of the top 15 uh the nfl and you've got uh, one two three four five six of the top 15 are all uh soccer uh footballers uh, so that's uh, pretty good <laughs> i mean the nfl is pretty strong right the 49ers the rams the giants the patriots and the Cowboys, yeah, fine. So anyway, congratulations to those teams. But uh, you know, Goodell's got a lot on his plate, and he's going to appeal the the Deshaun Watson case. Really strange. I didn't think he. I thought he. would. I thought he wanted to get this off his plate and just be done with it. But apparently not. Apparently, he's a little unhappy with Deshaun and his uh, massage therapy issues. So we'll see what happens. We shall see. <laughs>